Amen. Let me just say real quickly, God bless you for being here. We're so thankful for you. And it's easy to go numb to the schedule and to the way our lives go. But I'm thankful for each and every one of you. If you were here Wednesday night, we had an absolute outpouring of the Holy Spirit. and Just a powerful time Wednesday night. And, you know, I could feel a little bit of the remnant of that this morning. And uh, God is here. And the, the fact with Nancy being here and the spirit that's here, the spirit of repentance and the spirit of forgiveness and the spirit of restoration, God is here. And God doesn't, God expects Sundays, God expects his people to be impacted and to change the world and to leave changed and to not stay where you are. We are to not stay where we are. I'm going to go very quickly. We're a little bit late this morning, but if you would go and turn in your Bibles and Nancy, it wasn't your fault at all. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. We've been talking about core values in Church on the Hill. Core values at Church on the Hill. Josh and Charles, I believe the Lord's here for y'all too. And I I believe it's just been an absolute appointed moment. Don't want to embarrass you any more than I already have, but. The Lord is with you. Luke chapter 5, core values. We've been looking at biblical authority. Last time we looked at salt and light having integrity and influence. We're to be influencers. You know, it's something that crisis pregnancy is, is influencers. They are influencing our city for life. Amen? That's what we individually are to do, to be salt and light. We started looking at core value number two, God's word being the authority and the direction in our life, the final authority, the infallible word of God. Last week, we talked about Jesus getting on the boat with with these fishermen, telling them to push out into the water and they'd fished all night, but him telling them fish again and how they reacted. Oh, we've already done that. But if you say do it, we'll do it. And we saw the reward to obeying God, even in the things that we know. It's easy to obey God in the things that we don't know or the things that we don't have a clue. But in the things that we know, it's hard sometimes to seek guidance. But there there are story after story in Scripture where when the king thought that he knew what he was doing, even though he had a powerful army, when he didn't seek God, they failed. And how important it is, even in your strength, that you seek God. That Jesus makes requests of us and he's interested in our response. He asked them to cast their net and he waited to see their response. He didn't make them. He didn't go cast the net for them. He asked them to cast the net. They heard his word. They obeyed. And what happened? Took in so much. They had to get help so much so that both ships started to sink. What a harvest. What a harvest. We also saw that Jesus challenges us to trust and obey him. That we're called to give God's word the final authority in our life. And that consistent, consistent obedience produces consistent results. It's a law. When you start to line up with God's word, it is a law that you see the result of his word. It's his promise. That he's faithful. That he's a he's a God of character. So if you would, turn with me to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. I encourage you, turn your, get your Bibles out and turn there. If not, in the bulletin, I've got this scripture at the top of the right-hand inside sheet. Um, this passage, Paul's writing to Timothy. 
his son in the gospel. And he shares with him the power of God's word. And we're going to see real quickly four claims. Four claims from this scripture. Given to us in this scripture. Second Timothy. Chapter 3. Everything. Everybody say everything. In the scriptures is God's word. All of it. All of it is useful for teaching and helping people and for correcting them and showing them how to live. The scriptures trains God's servants to do all kinds of good deeds. So quickly. Does the Bible claim to be God's word? Does the Bible claim to be God's word? Number one, it says that all of it is God's word. The Bible is not half inspired and half uninspired. It's not partly fallible and partly infallible. Now, we have favorite passages, but all of it is his. It's all life-changing. And I'll admit there are scriptures in, in, in this that I've never preached on. There are scriptures in this that I don't completely understand. Anybody say amen to that? Amen. But it's all God's and it's all God-inspired and everything is in there for a purpose. Number two, it's instruction is alive and profitable. Do you know if this can sink in that you being in God's word is profitable? You might do it. I'm a big believer that God shows us the reward so that we can be motivated. Who here needs to be motivated at work? Who here as employers need your employees to be motivated? Who here needs your kids to be motivated? How do you motivate a child to study? I don't know. But if you can realize, let me tell you something, you need motivation in the kingdom and God gives it. God says, you line up with me. If God says, if then, if you will hear my word and obey my commands, then you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Read Deuteronomy 28, but don't forget the first part. If, then. Amen. God's instruction is profitable. You have reward or gain when you get in God's word. How many knows that even the non-Christian, if they line up with the principles of God's word in their business, they are going to succeed? It is a law. God's word works. Whether you believe it or not. It's not based on your belief. It, it, your blessing is based on your belief. But God's word is God's word and it's profitable regardless of whether you think it or not. What I'm trying to do is to get you to maybe consider it's profitable to you. It's profitable to me. It's there and it's all there for a purpose. His instruction is alive and it's profitable. It says all of it is useful. And if you don't mind, if you if you got your Bibles, it's probably not the right translation. But get out your uh, your bulletin. And underline the word in this. What was the scripture? Everything is in scripture is all God's word. It's all useful for teaching. Everybody say teaching. God's word teaches us. Let me tell you, if you think you've arrived, you're in trouble. If you think you can't be taught, you're in trouble. 
we were watching a uh, thing last night on Nora Jones, and I'm not promoting Nora Jones, but she was on PBS, and she's a pian- piano player and a contemporary kind of easy listening type singer. But they asked her, had she arrived? She said, well, I'm happy with where I am, but I'm, never, I, I don't, I'm not satisfied to, to stop. I want to continue to improve. That's why she's where she is. She, she continues to desire to improve. She hasn't reached the point of thinking she can't be taught. We can't reach the place of complacency or st- being static or stopping moving forward. Church, church on the hill has not arrived. We're arriving, but we've not arrived. Another word, helping, correcting, showing. It teaches us what's right. It corrects us and helps us to get right and to stay right and to live right. God's word is beneficial. Number three, it's comprehensive. What does that mean? God's word meets every need. When I look out at you and I see this room full of, you know, 75, 100, 150 people, I, I start to, I, I can, I, you know, I've, I've met with many of you and I start to, to feel the problems that you're going through and the problems that I'm going through. And as a pastor, and this happens to all pastors, we think, how can we meet all these needs? But before I became your pastor, a, a thing happened with me with Pastor Matt that the Lord showed me that's not my responsibility. It's his. God meets the need, not your pastor. I can't meet your need. God can. I can try, but it would be perverted. God is the one that's the need meter. God meets the need. What's my calling? My calling is to preach the word of God. My calling is to give you the word and let God be responsible for what it happens in you. I can't soften your heart. This woman that we're praying for, we can't soften her heart, but God's word can. You being salt, we learned in the last few weeks that salt melts ice. You're just to be salt. You're to be tasteful. You're to be tasty. Doesn't always mean you even have to shove the word of God down their throat. You're just tasteful. And the spirit of God flows out of you. And those hearts have to melt. God's word will not return void, but it will accomplish everything that it was set forth to do. That's over your life. That's over you. That's over you. It meets every need. How can I meet? It's not my job. The word is comprehensive. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit bears witness to the word, to Jesus. And he comes and ministers to all the needs today. The Holy Spirit's brought you here. And in this time together of worship and prayer, he's here to meet your need. Some of you have been struggling for a long time. You know, in our walk, I think that we have what, what's called these grace moments where God comes especially to do a real comprehensive work in our life. And this is literally kind of like the tide. It comes and it goes. Ecclesiastes says that there's a time to sow and a time to reap. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. And there's a time for the grace of God. And today is one of those moments where the word of God will be applied to somebody's life. And for many of you, a great work is going to be done in you today. Because his word is comprehensive. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider. But that's not all he is. He's your healer. He's your restorer. He's your peace. 
And finally, number four, it can completely equip us for both life and the ministry. These things, and I'm going to continue to use Miss Nancy that she walked through because she chose God's word. It didn't just affect her life. It affected her ministry. It didn't just affect her ministry. It affected her life. And now she's affecting our lives. God's word has the ability to come alongside us and enable us to do that. Perhaps what we could not do ourselves. I learned a long time ago that if you have the spirit without the word, you blow up. If you have the word without the spirit, you dry up. But if you have the spirit and the word, you grow up. Sometimes I wonder if we would realize how important it is, the word of God that we have in our hand. Starting next week, we're going to see what it took to get this word to us. And the blood that had to be shed by men to get it to where we are today. We take for granted what we are able to walk around with. My son has been reading some journals about Normandy Beach. About a soldier that survived in Normandy Beach. And it started to impact my life knowing what people had to go through to get us where we are today. And we so quickly forget what price has been paid. And we so quickly forget that when we start to mess up, what price has been paid to redeem us from that problem that we've had. And we don't have to walk around with guilt and condemnation and depression and rejection. It's time that we remember what's happened in our past and we start walking through the blessing that's been provided for us. Jesus Christ paid a price for us that we are not accessing. As Christians, when we don't access the gift of repentance, we're missing the whole thing. We're missing the whole thing. Father, I thank you for this morning. Lord, I thank you for your spirit. Lord, I'm overwhelmed by the fact, of, as I just stopped to think about you, that you would come here. And that, Lord, through things that we're a part of, that we can see that lives are being born. Lord, I'm so thankful to be a part of Crisis Pregnancy Center. Lord, I'm so thankful to be a part of a church that's trying to give food to the poor. But Lord, I desire so badly to make a difference. And Lord, I so desire to access your, your provision for me. And for me to not try to struggle on my own. Lord, over this church, I just ask, I just ask that, they, that, that we respond to your call. To receive you as Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We may already be saved, but we're not living like we have a Savior. Help us, Lord, to turn and to choose your ways, for they are profitable and they are alive and they are our hope. And it's not the hope of the world that quickly passes, but it's kingdom hope. That when things get shaken, it's not going to shake. Just praise your holy name for you alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. If anybody is here today that desire, that needs prayer, needs a health prayer, maybe you're even uh, battling, um, making some decisions in your life. Whether it's abortion or whether it's drugs or whether it's marriage or maybe it's divorce. Let us pray with you. Let us pray with you. Maybe it's you've gotten a bad report from the doctor this week. 
want you to know that that report does not define you. The word of God defines you. The report does not define you. Do not come under the power of the doctor's report. Come under the power of the kingdom of God and his word. For his word will not be shaken. That report will will pass away. But his word will remain. We all stand with me. Maybe you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Those that are ministering, could y'all come forward? Give your heart to Jesus today. Step out and let us pray with you. Let us believe in the power of God to come to your rescue this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.